This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Are you ready? I think so. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Ah! Episode one. Episode one. Happy beer. Really excited. We have so many fun topics to talk to you so guys about. So many things. My name is Emily. My name is Jen. And we are both licensed marriage and family therapists. We are the owners of the Westchester Therapy Group. We have offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you'd like an um, in-face appointment, we have beautiful, wonderful therapists. Amazing. I mean, just we're, I honestly think we're probably the luckiest people in the world. That is, see, like, this is a great start to the podcast. <laughs> Do you <laughs> want to hear about how, so special. I know, how much we love our lives. We're tired a lot, but we love our lives. We're tired. We're really tired. Which is why we're talking about balance. We love our lives, but it does not mean that we don't struggle with things, too. All the time. <laughs> Life is constantly fucking hard. There's the balance. We there love it, is. it, but we also are worn out. I love it. So let's get into it, girl. of ours you may be just awesome ass listeners maybe you follow us on social media uh we decided to take a really different approach here and we're going to get into that um a little bit of what this is going to look like here on trick chicks so my name is jennifer chaikin i am one of the co-owners of the westchester therapy group um personally i just got married a hot second ago i also live in philadelphia um and have two furry children at home and those being my animals not my actual children (laughs) i wish that they were just hairy but even if i did have children they would be hairy oh my god they would because you're you're hairy i am a hairy person yeah 
and professionally, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, I specialize in working with individuals who are working through anxiety and depression, uh, life stage transitions. I also work with very highly sensitive people, uh, highly empathetic individuals, and I work with couples learning, looking to regain uh, sexual and emotional intimacy. So that's me. And you're also a retired introvert. I'm also a retired introvert because I don't have a choice, being that I have to <laughs> talk to business. people all the time, and now I'm on this podcast. But so. like, but like, it's important to know about Jen, no matter how outgoing she seems on this podcast, she will not go into Starbucks and order like a drink. Like She, no. she is here for app-based living. Yes, she quick, is, <laughs> not actually talking to people, texting, you know, yeah. quick emails maybe. Yeah, she's like, no fucking thanks, I'm going to hang out at and, home. Right. And Emily, on the other hand, is the exact <laughs> But I will I would consider myself a retired extrovert right. because I'm a mom. And so I am, like, so extroverted. But honestly, I spend most of my time at home with my fucking kid. So it makes you less extrovert. So we're both retired in our traits. <laughs> but even you being a retired extrovert, you're pretty fucking extroverted. Yeah, that's very true. That's like, very Emily true. Like, compared to anyone makes them feel introverted. I know. I do think it's a Libra trait. Oh. I do. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, but hey guys, I'm Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Jen and I met in grad school. I walked up to Jennifer the first day of grad school and said, you're going to be my best friend. And because I, like, oh, I and I'm codependent. And that is, and she had no choice because I had to cling on to someone because I'm basically a fucking barnacle. Um, it all worked out though. Yeah, it really, it really, really did. So yeah, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I specialize in working with t- um, really women, female issues, working with new moms and new parents um, and female empowerment, I would say. Um, we're hype. To be here today. So we we do have to, to do a here. disclaimer, unfortunately. Yes. And here's the deal, people. This this isn't fucking therapy. No. This is a podcast. This can supplement the therapeutic work you're doing with your therapist. Um, if you take this as real fucking therapy, then we need we need to have a chat because that is that is not legit. This is not what that is. Same thing. Those people you follow on Instagram, including us, that's not real therapy. You Go need to do to your own an shit. Actual mm-hmm. therapist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you are clients and you're listening, we love you so much. We love you so much. You need to still come into sessions and you need to bring stuff up in session. Um, We love you. We love you so much. That's it. That's how we feel. (laughs) And um, if you are, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of things we're asking through our social media. We have a good amount of followers. We love engaging with them. We have asked you guys to participate in this podcast. So basically, if you want us to talk about it, we're going to talk about it. That's it. So if you participate in that and you give in those answers, we're going to answer them. The thing about that is that you are not our clients. You are not coming into the room. What you're going through might not be word for word of the professional recommendations that we're giving. Because we can't fully tailor it to everyone's experience. Yes. So that's why we wanted to give this disclaimer, just in case what we are speaking to doesn't necessarily connect to your life exactly. And when we have clients who come in, we make sure to tailor our therapeutic approach to what they're going through. So we wanted to let you guys know that it's really important that you take that to heart. Um, But the reason why we started this podcast (laughs) is pretty much the same reason why we started the Westchester Uh Therapy Group. Um, We've both been to therapy before as every therapist 
should. Um, and, you know, we found that a lot of therapists tend to... Be horrible. <laughs> Fucking horrible. Have you ever gone to... I should, We should do a poll of this, which is that... Have you ever been to a therapist that sucks so bad and so fucking hard? I had this therapist in college. I can't even tell you he was the worst. And he told me I was an alcoholic in the first session. And I was like, bitch, I'm just a freshman at Penn State. This is what my life is. Wait, that's so funny. The first session. Did that happen to you? I had a therapist too in college. Idiots. I was trying to talk about my bad relationship at the time. She told me she she didn't necessarily say she thought I was an alcoholic. But she basically <laughs> told me I drank too much, which was fair. Wait, but, no, we probably did drink too much. Absolutely. But at the time, I had decided when I I think I was probably a sophomore in college that she had her own issues with alcoholism that oh, she was projecting on me. Wow. So you were like a therapist I like, was a yeah, from the get go. See, yes. I was a little different. I actually went to Penn State to be a special education teacher and then I went I did the first half of my student teaching and was like, "Oh, I fucking hate this." Like I wanted to get out. All I was doing was chill with the kids. I actually don't work with any children now. <laughs> um even as a mother, I'm pretty, you know, just really really mediocre, I'd say. I'm like really into good enough parenting. <laughs> Um, which is how I believe how I function with most things in life which is how you get balance which is what we're going to talk about too cool full circle can't wait yes Um, so yeah the Westchester Therapy Group we live by a few truths and one of those is no psychobab bullshit no bullshit no bullshit no bullshit it's a waste of your fucking time. You come in, you spend your time, you spend your money, and we're going to just sort of bring the same ideals with this podcast. Absolutely. We decided we wanted to create a collection of therapists in the Westchester Therapy Group who take a very down-to-earth approach, who use humor. When you go in there, you feel like you're talking to an actual person, and you're not talking to someone who's just reciting all this psychobabble to you. So we wanted to create a podcast that was relatable and wasn't just a fully you know, self-help because they can go a little dry. Mm-hmm. So that's why we started this podcast. We decided to name it Shrink Chicks because we're shrinks and we're chicks. So <laughs> that's, pretty that's straightforward. And so one of the things we're talking about in every episode, we're going to go around the same thing. We're going to talk insight, awareness, and action because insight and awareness are fucking great unless they don't come with any action afterwards. Yes. So it's great if you can identify all the stuff about yourself, but if you don't do shit about it, what the hell are you doing? Yes. So we're going to talk about how to get that insight that awareness, and how to also create action. In a very down-to-earth way. Like, we're not going to tell you that it's going to be easy. No, this is horrible. This is hard. (laughs) This This shit is hard. The best quote I've ever... I don't know who said this. We should Google it. But the best quote I've ever heard is, not all positive change feels positive in the beginning. Oh, that is so true. Beautiful. I'm sure we put that on our Instagram. We probably have. We probably stole it from someone because I'm so sorry. That's what the internet does. That is what the internet does. Right. So why is balance important? We wanted to talk about this because we figured it touches everyone's lives in different ways. It affects your mental health. It affects your physical health. We think these days there's a lot of unrealistic pressure on um you know various aspects of our lives that like we have to be everything at all times and so we find that a lot of people we talk to find it really hard to find the balance in different domains and so physically it's going to affect your stress levels it's going to affect your sleep you're not going to be able to sleep at all your relationship functioning you're going to be screaming at your husband when you feel off balance your work performance you're going to be confused all the time not be able to focus, you know. So it really can affect so many different areas of your life. 
And I, you know, not to go all Michael Scott, but I had to Google when we were doing the prep for this show. I was like, I got to Google what the definition of balance is. Um, and there's a noun and a verb. Wait, and I thought it was so funny because one of them I relate to so much more than the other. So, right. So whatever, when you talk about like the noun, um, a condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. But the verb is so funny because it's... Um, Keep or put something in a steady position so it does not fall. Because how many of us feel like we're falling apart at all times? I mean, it really is part of our life to feel a little bit like a mess. I I think so, too, that as I was speaking speaking about with the unrealistic expectations, that if we don't feel like we're reaching this, um, you know, perfect ideal of who we're supposed to be, then we feel like we're falling apart all the time anyway. Absolutely. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. you got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. So one of the things we did was we put this out to our social media followers and we asked people their questions about balance. So we want to answer them because we want this podcast to be about exactly what you all want. 
not what we want to talk about, but what you guys actually want to hear about. So let's go into that because why the hell not, right? Like let's start it out strong. So one of the questions that somebody wrote into our anonymous question box was balancing your needs while respecting another's needs and your obligation as a friend, which is really interesting that the word obligation was used, right? We live in a society that wraps up friendship and family in this idea of obligation. What do I owe to someone else? And we very rarely talk about what do I owe to myself? And so how do we balance? And it goes into something interesting, which is somebody else had asked, what about the balance between self-preservation and selflessness? And I have an amazing um, supervisor and all therapists should have a supervisor, Thomas Wood. He's phenomenal. Hi, Tom. Um, and he really talks a lot about that in between selfishness and selflessness is self-care. And so what does that look like? For a lot of times, you know, self-care is not just face masks from Sephora and pedicures. Self-care is doing hard work. It's paying our taxes on time. It is showing up to shit we need to show up to. It's balancing our checkbook. It is not overdrafting our card all the time. It is not saying yes to shit so much that we end up exploding on yes. someone and cutting them off, right? Yes. So a lot of times self-care is boundaries and setting up appropriate boundaries. So to answer this question, balancing your needs while respecting another's needs and your obligation as a friend, listen to yourself. What does balancing your needs look like? Maybe you can't always say yes when they ask you to come out. Maybe you really do need that Friday night at home and you feel like they're judging you or you owe it to them because they went out with you last time. You're allowed to say, I love you so much. You were such a great friend. Thank you for hanging out with me last Friday, but I still need this Friday to recuperate. I still have to handle this. Um, and I know, Jen, that's something you've even dealt with in your personal life. Oh, oh. my goodness. <laughs> we're going to start with that. Jen, hates talking about herself. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. But you, Jen, has a ton of friends. Thank you. Okay, Jen, how many weddings have you been in? So we actually just counted. Yeah. How um, many bri- How many times have you been a bridesmaid? Since, oh, how many times have I been a bridesmaid total <laughs> in my life? I think 10. Yeah. Maybe 12, actually. And did you have bridesmaids? I did not have bridesmaids. Right? So that was a decision that you made. You didn't feel like anyone yes. owed anything. So that was the boundary I set yeah. because not only... Did I not want others to feel like they had to take time out for me? It was also a self-care reason. Mm-hmm. I almost said selfish reason. Oh, interesting. Isn't that That's interesting? a very interesting Freudian slip, isn't I it? I know. Yeah. So it's also a self-care thing in that I would care so much about how everyone else was feeling at my wedding that it would take it away from me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at the time it should be more about you and your relationship. And so I decided to not have bridesmaids. And I decided to not have a uh, bridal shower. Or and I decided <laughs> to not have a bachelorette party. So, And um, to be like, fair, as one of Jen's best friends, it was the nicest thing she could have done welcome. for us. Um, but there was like a lot of mixed feelings about that, mm-hmm. right? Like some people were like, oh, I want to be a bridesmaid. Yes. I mean, it's just like a difficult thing, right? But that decision there was a self-care decision that for yes. her it wasn't right. She knew that her anxiety would outweigh the possible benefits or the obligation. 
And so often we do what we think we should. And I think society puts a lot of pressure yes. on us in so many different ways that we feel like we should be doing a lot of things. And of yeah. course, there's certain times we have certain obligations, but at the same time, it's so important that you focus on taking care of yourself and what you need. And to figure that out, to really dig deep and understand, like, am I doing this because I feel like I actually want to? Or am I doing this because I feel obligated to? Sometimes that's really hard to figure out. Is this something that I actually want? And by doing all of these things, how is it affecting me? Is it something that's wearing me down? Do I feel like I'm off balance? And how do I know when I'm off balance? Absolutely. And like I said, that person who wrote that question, they wrote the word obligation. And that wasn't a chance that they wrote that word. They genuinely feel like that. So I think you have to start asking, how do I define obligation? How does obligation look in my family and friendships? Right? obligation, do I feel like if I'm really stressed out and I have to go to a baby shower this weekend, is that actually an obligation? You know, is it going to completely ruin my friendship? Or can I say, I just simply can't do this. I cannot handle one ounce more. And I know this is something that comes up big for me, especially in motherhood, right? I am never going to be a Pinterest mom. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know I'm how not. anyone I know they're so mom. amazing honestly and if you're a stay-at-home mom you're one of the most amazing people I could ever imagine it could never be me I know that I'm a better mother to my child because I work and I um that it just allows me to parent in a different way I wouldn't be a good stay-at-home mom if you are a stay-at-home mom you're a fucking superhero and uh, so for me self-preservation is working it in my seems par- like in it my, is. in my motherhood it really is and let me just say Emily just had a baby in February. Like, and how soon did I go back to work? Immediately. <laughs> it was, I was on my due date. I was in the office hanging pictures. Yes. And yes. texting me about clients and texting in labor, me during and, labor. In labor. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> she, you know what? And it, so would you say that's out of balance? So is that like my addiction to work? I think, you know what? There's nothing that made me check my balance more than becoming a mom. Oh, I mean, really, like, I had to renegotiate everything within myself, everything within my marriage, too, about what that looks like, uh, to find what's right. And this brings out to, especially when we talk about relationships balance, is that fair is not equal. Fair does not mean 50-50. What is fair within your relationship isn't what's fair in someone else's relationship, and it doesn't mean that it's cut down the middle completely. That's where I say, and that's when we say this in this disclaimer, that this, what we say doesn't apply to everyone. It has to be tailored to your experience. So we think that one of the most important things is you figuring out for yourself when things feel off balance. And so it kind of leads us into our next question. Mm -hmm. So somebody wrote in, I feel that I tread water and that I'm no longer really engaged at work or life. Help. So that's where um, really understanding what it feels like when things feel off balance. Do you feel anxious every day? Are you feeling more anxious than you used to? Um, Are you feeling resentful in certain areas of your life? Um, And so I think that an important thing to think about too, it's not about the quantity of time that you spend um, at work or at home. It's about the quality of time. It's Mm -hmm. about you being really engaged in what you're doing. I think the only way to do that is to recognize when you're not engaged. And sometimes when we feel off balance, we aren't as engaged in certain areas. And then we feel like we can't put ourselves 
as much as possible into those places. So one of the other things that works with Jen and I is that we're actually incredibly different therapists. So Jen is um, emotional and she goes deep and she goes raw and she goes vulnerable. And I'm like, here's what you got to fucking do. So I'm like real directive. So I have to answer the next question that somebody wrote in, which um, where is the line between professional and being your authentic self? This is such a great question because we talk about this a lot in terms as well of balance between like part of our culture. And if you've, you know, been on this fucking planet in the last three years, you know who Brene Brown is, um, who wrote amazing books and has the, the, I think the most famous Ted talk there is about vulnerability and what's appropriate to be vulnerable? Because not everyone's a safe place, safe person to be vulnerable with. You need to check what it is. And the same thing is that like you can be your authentic self, but there's also a time and a place of what's appropriate and what isn't. So for me personally, I would say I'm pretty high demanding. Uh, <laughs> I am loud and I curse a lot and I'm pretty fucking inappropriate. And the reality is, is that shit is not okay everywhere. So I have to know when to tone it down. One of the places I know how to do this is around schools, children, <laughs> parks. Those are all very reasonable places. If someone's, if someone's dying, you know, if you wouldn't, this is how I term it, is that if I wouldn't want it on the front page of a paper, I probably shouldn't say it in a professional setting. Oh, that's good. Right? Because that shit's not okay. So, like, I shouldn't make a super inappropriate sex joke, which I do all fucking day long. Um, at the park when I'm meeting new moms. That <laughs> doesn't make me friends. how often you're at the park. I'm at the park a lot. Like, how often would you say? Like, like at least twice a day See, this is when the I'm difference home. between being in suburbia <laughs> and being in Philly. There's nothing else for me to do. I go to the dog park, let Louie run around, and then I get the fuck out of there. And you talk to no one. I talk to no one. Yeah, I'm, like, busy be... trying to make friends. That might just be part of my personality. I try too. to join, um, I try to join... Uh, it's called Peanut. It's like Tinder for moms. What? Yeah, I rejected almost every mom that came up. Like, it'll be like, a mom is waving at you. And I'm like, nope. Wait, you're kidding me. I know. They all kept saying that they were all organic. You're, maybe Peanut they, like, is like an organic, friendly I Tinder. didn't seem that way. No. No one seemed interested in what I was interested in. But they all seemed incredibly healthy. So what, what was your <laughs> criteria for what would make you swipe left on a Peanut mom? <laughs> Like nothing. <laughs> I think that I was going. To- okay, first of all, swiping left is is um like uh rejecting them. Oh, then all of it. You just were never in. I've never. Time. I've been in a relation. I've been with my husband for a decade. Oh my! I can't believe it's been a decade. Yeah. So I never had online dating. I never had app dating. Listen, it, it sounds like a tough world out there yeah I mean we met at a frat party drunk so like it wasn't that fucking hard. right it wasn't that <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized though as we're shooting this first episode is that I'm more I'm talking about like you know I was talking shit on that therapist but like in retrospect like maybe maybe you're an alcoholic <laughs> maybe, <laughs> like, right. maybe yeah that's some good points it's fine though I got a great career out of it but at the time I was like fuck this guy I will do better I know. Well, it's fine. This <laughs> not is, what happened. No, that's fine. You guys and so, and here's together. like the examples that like, so like probably five minutes ago in this podcast, I sounded very professional and then I was really myself. And that's why you can turn it on and off. And if you think that you can't, or like, we've all had that friends in our life that's like, sorry, I'm an asshole. That's just me. No, no, it's not. You're just an asshole. Like you stop it right now. Yes. And if you have someone in your life peddling that bullshit, 
Call them out on it. Yes. That is not okay. Anyone, if someone is constantly hurting you and saying, well, it was just a joke, no. That's just no. That's where boundaries come in. Oh, my God, yeah. In relationships, right? Therapists love boundaries, too. Love. I talk about boundaries so much. I think I s- about them all the time, too. Do you? I yeah. sound like such a broken record when I talk about boundaries. Because but does it make people listen to you? I think so, too. I think, too, because I work with a lot of people who are very empathetic. You do. And when people are very empathetic, they tend to think more about other people's feelings mm-hmm. rather than their own. And so setting boundaries is so, so important. And so finding the balance between caring and being empathetic towards others and setting boundaries and taking care of yourself I talk about that constantly, and I think that's a huge part of balance, too. And actually, that leads into another question. <gasps> Next question. I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. How do you get a relationship rebalanced? And what is the appropriate balance in relationships? And this is very broad. Yeah. So we can kind of narrow it down a little bit because it can play out in your romantic relationship and in your friendships. You know what's interesting though? So whoever wrote this question is, it means they're feeling imbalanced. That is so true. Right? So like whoever wrote this in, one, I love you and I'm sorry you're going through what you're going through. Um, But it means that there is like an imbalance. And so maybe what that means for you is you feel like you're always the one cleaning. Right. I mean, I cannot, (laughs) I don't think I've ever lived with somebody all throughout my time. Um, uh, My time, you know, me and my decades long of living. Yes, yes, my old long lady. (laughs) Um, I can't imagine um, a time where I didn't have like issues with cleaning. Oh. With people, like in apartments. Like, were you you the clean one? I thought that I was, but maybe I wasn't. I don't know. Okay, don't get me started on cleaning. You go first, but <laughs> don't even bother. Okay, me right. Well, like, but even in my relationship now, both my husband and I work, um, and then I breastfeed, so like babies on my tit all the time, mm-hmm. and so I'm always like, I always do more, right? Because I feed the baby, right? Um, but you know, when I got married, the person who married us said the best thing you could do for your marriage is to have a cleaning person, and I believe that. But okay, so back to this, which is imbalance of relationships, but also get a cleaning person. <laughs> If you can. If you can. If you can afford it. Maybe you could barter with them, though. That's a good idea. I know. I really think we should, in general, get back to more of a bartering society. I agree. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I would you, be happy to give I mean, if you've been to burning, man, you know. It makes people happy. There you go. That's, that's And we'll just I, all do that. <laughs> there aren't a lot of mushrooms, though. <laughs> which is fine, too. This is good. This is good. This is We've gone good. Do you want to talk about the balance within this podcast? Yes. <laughs> we should, should just keep talking about burning, man. <laughs> or drugs. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. So when you're feeling an imbalance in your relationship, check what's coming up. How long has this been going on for? Is it just that you're feeling overworked? Has nothing really actually changed but you? And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's why it's important to keep renegotiating the terms of your relationship. The same thing if it is romantic, if it's platonic, you just have a roommate situation. The hardest part is you have to say to yourself, do I need to care less? And there's a difference between being careless and caring less, right? That is good. I'm going to turn that into a quote. Okay. That was beautiful. Jen's amazing at quotes. (laughs) Um, So I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I've never been the one to care more. See, I think I am. I think you are too. That's why we're such a good balance. That's true. I do care a lot. Um, 
I care a lot because I have such a perfectionistic part. Gotcha. Um, and I'm such a people pleaser. You're less. I mean, you're sort of a people pleaser. I'm but totally not. a people pleaser. I just am less affected by things. Mm, okay. So, for example, my husband is a total neat freak. He is. Your home is beautiful, though. Okay, it's But you great. can, like, barely, you feel, like, guilty walking into Jen's house. I almost. live in, like, <laughs> a, a <museum. hotel. laughs> And the night before. And you're not that neat. No, I, mean, I mean, I've been to your place. Better. I mean, I've been to your house before when you lived by yourself. Yeah, I mean, that You're was... a close. That was a rough time. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of depression happening. Yeah, that was a rough time for me. But let me say I've gotten much neater, but I will never be as neat as him. You never could. Never. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. I don't know how he does it. I think he should clean people's houses for a living. Um, I don't think that's what he wants to do, though. Anywho, I <laughs> will... part of the barter system. <laughs> I give him. Well, That's I, it. Well, I do give him like sneaky therapy as much as possible. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blueland, and it has been a game changer. Blueland has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If 
you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. Sneaky therapy. I think that's just called manipulation when you're married. I think so too. But I tried to I tried to make it a little nicer. Oh, okay. But he doesn't know it. No, he doesn't. Right. So sneaky therapy. Is that how he also gets you to work out though? Because he teaches cross. Absolutely. And he does sneaky workouts. Yeah, he does sneaky workouts. He'll say things like, Oh, just worked out, feeling really good. Like, what are you doing today? And you're like, oh, I fucking suck. And I've been sitting here watching, watching The Bachelor yeah. for like oh, hours. I know so that you true. do. Know. I've never seen The Bachelor, but I know Jen loves it. Oh my God, so much. Just watching people like talk about things, you know, that's why I became a therapist. But anyway, my husband cleans and leaves things so clean. And I think for him, it feels off balance because I will never mm. be as clean as him. I've gotten so much better and I try to accommodate as much as possible, but there will never be a time where he feels like I can clean as much as him. Yeah. So, okay. So this person asked, what's the appropriate balance in relationships? So is there one? I, this is where, I know I keep going back to this, but this is where I feel like you have to figure out what's right for you and your relationship. Because if you don't check with yourself internally and say like, does this feel right for me? Well, you also said like you being the one who cares more, you Mm -hmm. have to learn to care less. I have to learn to care less, but I also have to be okay with there being an imbalance. Okay. So my husband, I mean, my home's pretty tidy. Like, for having a baby, and, yes. like, I have, like, a 100-pound hairy dog, um, and live in the fucking suburbs. So, I've got a lot of, like, things happening. Um, and I would say that I keep my home pretty tidy, and, like, I want to tidy the house every single night before bed, because I like waking up to a clean home. And, uh, like, probably until, like, th- two years of marriage, my husband goes, I don't think you have a normal idea about, like, what's tidy. Ooh. Like, what you're expecting this house to look like isn't realistic, especially having a child. Yes. Um, and I, honestly, it's, it hit me, man. He got me. He's Be- good. Yeah, he got me because he was right. So what I grew up on is thinking is like how the home should look maybe isn't realistic for two people who work and who have a child and who have a dog and have responsibilities and hobbies. And so I had to really reimagine about what that was going to look like. And, and I had to check myself with it. Can I also say that fucking social media gives oh us God. such... Unrealistic... And I'm obsessed with influencers. Right. And so, I like, mean, obsessed. And I want to be an influencer. And hopefully we'll, <laughs> we'll get you there one day, right? Like, I don't think I could be extroverted I could, to be well, an influencer. I could never be an influencer because my house could never look like that. Well, you could be an influencer in other ways. I would have to have one room. Yes. Where everything was filmed in. And you don't go in there. And nobody goes in there. Exactly. Yeah. So like, that would be the only way for me to survive. Fucking social media gives us such unrealistic expectations about what our houses should look like, what our bodies should look like. Oh my god. How? I mean, I feel like that, like, with a mom. Like, I feel like there's, like, influence I follow that, like, got the baby weight off so quickly. I don't know how. And I was, like, I didn't even remember I was supposed to do that. I was busy going back to work. I mean... <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I know. I was, like, oh, am I, like, supposed to be doing that? And it didn't happen. And that's... I'm okay And that's okay. It. Yeah. 
It's going to be what it is. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay with that. And so if you notice that you're looking through social media and you feel like shit about yourself all the time, time to recheck whether you need to start unfollowing people. Because I think that these days we have such unrealistic expectations about how we should be and what we should look like and what our relationship should be like and the fact that we need to be happy all the time. And so I think just checking in with yourself about whether you feel like your relationships are balanced. And also, this is the case in friendships too. Mm -hmm. I think friendships is another place to check this like are you doing more of the emotional labor in your friendships are they just coming to you to talk about their problems or is there a balance do they ask about you I think that's something to look at too because sometimes those can feel off balance as well yeah, absolutely well it's interesting because it come to comes into another question somebody asked which is coping with feeling overwhelmed by housework or upkeep when you work full-time I'm feeling like a failure that is such a shame is that not so fucked up yes what, feeling like a failure? Well, the fact that I think that is because of these unrealistic expectations yes. that I – and here's the issue. When I have these unrealistic expectations, when I have a perfectionist expert expectation – wow, <laughs> words are so wow. hard today. Um, I'm always going to fail. Right. Because it's just simply not real. So – I think it's so hard when you're behind a mound of laundry and you haven't swept and you um, – haven't dusted and you have to say to yourself okay how realistic is it for me to rebudget to get some help with that you might be surprised that it's not as expensive as you could think to right. have someone come once right. a month and do you want to budget budget your money appropriately to see if that's possible yes or do you want to figure out some way to balance it right so I know for me I always grocery shop on I always do laundry on Sunday and I always, always grocery shop on Monday because it just simply makes me feel better and there's no fucking way I'm going to Trader Joe's on a Sunday like, oh I'll, my god it is so <laughs> it's crowded it's fine so I'll wake up so I mean I have a kid who wakes me up at 6 30 yeah, in the fucking god. morning so as soon as she wakes up we take our asses to Trader Joe's we do our shopping um there's nobody there like as soon as they open at 8 my Trader Joe's um and that's what works for me in my home uh, you know, it takes me a few days to get that laundry done from Sunday, but I also have a partner that on Sundays when we do the laundry, it's our day that we drink some beers and we watch Netflix and that's like time that we spend together and it makes us feel like that's what we're deciding to do. Um, and with that, because of that decision to keep our home a little tidier, we have given up certain, um, social. Can I just say yeah. that having a kid really helps you get out of a lot of social obligation. Yeah, my daughter Millie is by far the best scapegoat I've had in my entire life. You know, I tried to use my daughter <laughs> a bunch of times, but it doesn't work. I mean, yeah, same. I constantly like, you know, like she's really cranky. She's not. <laughs> so if I give you she's that excuse, fine. I'm lying to you. Sorry. You know, I think too with that question is like when we don't feel like we're fulfilling Um, all of these roles that we have, we start to be really hard on ourselves. And the reason for that is we think, okay, if I'm hard on myself, if I beat myself up for things that I'll do better, when in reality, when you beat yourself up for something, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like shit. And then you're less motivated to do anything. So I don't know why we choose to do that. And I I, I apologize if you're my client, because I talk to you about this all the time. Well, I don't, okay, don't you think part of it, though, is like historically, I mean, think about our grandmother's generation yes like that's where thinspiration came from (laughs) I mean really like people had pictures of like these women in their bathing suits like cut out of magazines put onto things and like so like we've said if 
I rub this in my face enough, it'll make me change. Right. Or and it, that's just not real. It's not real at all. And then when we feel bad and we beat ourselves up and say, oh my God, I'm a failure. I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. We feel so bad about mm-hmm. ourselves that it ends up keeping us from doing oh, anything at all. What? Let's talk about ants and cats. Ants and cats. Oh my God. Let's talk about ants and cats. Okay. Ants? You're going to know what I'm talking okay, about in a second. I say first. it. Okay. Ants are automatic negative thoughts. Oh, ants and cats. Ants and cats. Okay, so ants and cats. So, (laughs) and Jen was like, "Get me out of this fucking office." Emily is losing her mind. Disgusting. Yes. (laughs) Um, I know, but if you're in the Northeast area, you've probably heard about the spotted lanternfly. If you want to talk, oh my god, you want to talk about a bug? Go see my mom and the spotted lanternfly. This apparently is the biggest news in the suburbs of Philadelphia that the lanternflies are taking over. Listen, there's not a lot happening out here. So okay, clearly. so, (laughs) So ants and cats. Oh my god. So automatic negative thoughts. An ant just crawls in. It plants a seed. There's nothing you can do about it. Automatic negative thought is a thought you just have. And yes. makes you feel like shit without trying. You look in that mirror and you say, ugh, my thighs. You're not trying to feel like shit about yourself. It just happens. Yes. For every ant, we need a cat. For so any, beautiful. For any automatic negative thought and the counteracting thought. And so for me, my favorite counteracting thought is shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shove it with that noise. So when I go after myself, especially with my postpartum body, I have to say to myself, oh my God, I created something so beautiful. Oh my God, I am a woman. Part of my body is that I have curves. It is always what my body will look like. Uh, cellulite is just fucking real. And if you don't have it, you crazy. Um, crazy. Yeah, right. So counteracting thought is just, how do I reframe this? How do I call myself out? And one of the really huge mistakes we made in the mental health field was when people were being bullied throughout the 80s and 90s, we said, just ignore the person bullying you. Or they like you. Oh my God. They right? have a crush on it's you. Horrible. It's horrible. I think that, a, I think oh that God, one fucked so us over bad. Fucked up, right? Okay, so here's the thing. Fuck that. If someone's being mean to you, don't ignore it. Call that shit out. And that includes for yourself as well. Right? So if you want to think about keeping balance within your life, that is also creating and navigating a different type of relationship with yourself. And one of the things I think is really important, think about the things that you say to yourself and ask yourself, is this something I would say to someone I really care about? Is this something, would I tell my friend? Like, you'd be like, your thighs are disgusting. Right, your thighs are disgusting. You look like shit. If you would, then you you really need to check yourself. But you would maybe say your breath doesn't smell good right which might you be need true. some gum yes right because also you can't really check that yourself no you really need you really can't too. the so, same thing like if there's something in somebody's teeth don't be that asshole oh my god please that's, tell them yeah, that's so rude so think about that is that some is that are the things that you say to yourself things that you would say to a friend would you say them to someone you love and if you did how would you suspect that would make them feel yeah you know are they gonna feel like shit about themselves and if so time to check yourself and see if there are other ways you can speak to yourself. Yeah, check yourself, but don't wreck yourself. Check yourself, but don't. You're maybe worthy of be, love. Maybe that should be our jingle at the beginning. Check yourself. Keep going. I don't know the rest oh, of the song. That was good. Okay. All right. Well, I'm really more of a Taylor Swift fan. We're a work in progress. <laughs> we I am really, too. Yeah. Um, all right. Wait. So then that goes to how do you get work-life balance without feeling guilty? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, guilt, specifically for women, it's just like, it's like second nature. Yes. I mean, we all feel like shit all the time. We all feel constantly guilty. I don't know. It's just automatic. But what I do know is once again, you can use that cat. 
you can use a counteracting thought to say to yourself, is, why do I feel guilty about this? What am I doing to myself by creating more of a shame and guilt spiral? And how do I want to reframe this in my own head? I think also we, you know, in this question, it says, how do you get this balance without feeling guilty? I think as a society and a culture, we try to avoid negative emotions to Mm. say like, I need to not feel guilty when the fact of the matter is guilt is a very normal feeling to have. And so it's not about not feeling the guilt. It's about what you do when you feel guilty and and what meaning you make of feeling guilty, right? So do you give into that guilt and say, oh, I'm a terrible person. That's the way in which you're talking to yourself. Or do you recognize the guilt, you accept it, and move through it in a different way as opposed to giving into it and making more meaning of it? Yeah. I love it. Uh, right? Beautiful. That was beautiful. So um, I think our final question was how... And then we're going to play a game. Oh, I can't wait for the game. Okay, yeah. How can you manage both your personal health and your relationships? I think this is a really hard one. I think especially for me because I hate working out so much, but I still try. But I am... I go- try to eat one salad a day. Uh, see, that, that's a reasonable goal. That's impressive. I well, so eat I guess, salad. Wait, so, okay. So I guess that's what we go to. If we want to talk about action, action you can take with balance is do not set unrealistic goals for yourself. Yes. I will never work out every single day. For someone else, that might be super easy. For me, it's just not. So what I can do, though, is I can make realistic goals, like working out two to three times a week and eating a salad. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, before this, we had pizza with arugula on it, and I'm, I'm counting that. I think that's a salad. It's just a salad with bread underneath it. Yeah, which is fine. So I personally <laughs> would never eat a salad every day. Eating salad pains my soul. I know. It's just, it feels like it. I'm eating a tree. You hate so it. So it's really, I really struggle with it. What's your favorite thing to eat? I think peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, my God. Or what? chicken fingers. Yeah, I'm like a little Oh, my kid. God. What? Just so everyone knows, when I first met Jen. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't even know what you're going 2012. 12. Yeah. Basically, all Jen ate was chicken fingers. Oh, God. I still do. You, she Nothing has, like, changed. she has the palate of, of a, a five-year-old. five-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. But you know what? I've accepted that about myself. And I just live and no my guilt, truth. no guilt. No I just guilt, live my truth. right? And you know oh, what? I love it. And when when people say, "Why are all you? <laughs> why are you just eating chicken fingers?" I say, "Because I fucking love them." There she goes. There They're she goes. The so okay. So personal health and relationships. I have one to say. I'm ready. If you're listening to this podcast today, <laughs> I am assuming you're over 18 years old, but maybe you're not, and I love you too. Go to the fucking doctors. <laughs> Go to the doctor. If you have health insurance, which I know we don't all, and if you don't. There's amazing amount of community health services. But if you if you have insurance, go to the doctor once a year. It is not that hard. I know we all hate going. It sucks. Most Scary. of us don't have I don't have dental insurance, so I don't have a dentist. But you should. But you should. And especially if you have dental insurance, you should go. And if you have bad teeth that run in your family, I don't really get cavities to you. Yeah, I mean, my teeth are garbage. It's a genetic thing, too. Yeah. Oh, so you should probably go to the dentist. I really should. I don't have fucking insurance. Okay, fair. Okay, fair. yeah. Okay, anyway. Go My husband's going to listen to this and like all of a sudden I'm going to have dental insurance. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. So bottom line is go to the doctor, find ways to take care of your health, um, physical health. I and also- on, honestly, sometimes that means taking a walk outside. Yeah. Like a physical, like you do not need to do a soul cycle class to walk outside, to walk around your house. And there are some days where the best thing you can do is just take a shower. And if you're in that place and you're battling depression and you are struggling with tons of anxiety and all you can do is get out of bed, you're doing so great. And I'm so happy you're here. 
So whatever you can do to take care of yourself physically, that's what you should do. Do not put unrealistic expectations on yourself. If you do, you'll start to feel even worse if you can't achieve them. Do what you can do. Well, and I think one of the other things to keep in mind is a lot of times when we're first starting out, especially romantic relationships, sometimes we put our own self-care and our hobbies on the back burner um, to hang out with this other person. So let's say this partner is like, oh, let's do this thing. And every day is your day that you walk and you read your book. And all of a sudden you start saying no to yourself to say yes to them. I understand you want to see them. Of course you do. But listen to yourself and think, is this going to help me in the long run? Do I want to balance this out and not always say yes to them? But now I'm going to make you play a game. Oh, God. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Okay, I'm and, ready. And that's the nice thing about uh, recording a podcast is she literally can't get away from me. No, I really can't. Yeah, so I mean, is, I can in life, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. Like a barnacle, didn't I fucking say? You are. She's been a barnacle so ever say since one. we this met. This bitch is a barnacle. Yeah. Okay, let's play this. The game that we'll play on this podcast is personal or professional. I'm going to ask you a scenario, and you're going to tell me what you would do personally, and then I'm gonna, you're going to tell me what is the actual professional recommendation. Are you ready? Oh, God. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm Jen, so nervous. And, and like I said, Jen hates talking about herself, so we're going to really expose her. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Sorry, bitch. Love this podcast so yeah. much. I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> this is a really good idea. Okay. So here's the situation. You ready? I don't know. A friend of yours is getting married. They want you, you have a lot of things happening in your life on the situation. You have a big project going on at work. Um, and this, this friend you have, her, her partner isn't super involved and she's really relying on you for a lot of things. So she wants you to come to all of her wedding activities. So every dress fitting, every venue search, um, every floral appointment. And it's really just becoming too much. I want you to tell me what is the professional recommendation as a therapist that I want you to tell me actually personally what you would probably do. This is such a good scenario for me. (laughs) Let me just say it feels realistic. If this actually happened, I didn't know that for the record. If any of this, I don't know, but if any of Jen's friends are listening, um, this, this is what, what, what's the disclaimer they do in law and order SVU? It's like, this is a this is a fictional story, and if anything is represent, I should know this because just so everyone knows, when I got pregnant, um, I watched every episode of Law and Order SVU from start to finish because I could no longer drink alcohol. Do you think your daughter is going to be some sort of <laughs> detective? If my daughter lawyer? is one ounce of the woman Olivia Benson is, I will be so happy. You'll- so. Personal or professional? Okay. Let's do it. Professionally? Okay, first of all, let me just say, this didn't actually happen okay, in my it. personal life. Right. People were very respectful boundary-wise. But professionally, if someone came to me telling me that this was yeah. happening. What's your recommendation? My recommendation, well, first I would say, how are you feeling about it? Oh, so nice. I know. Um, and cause what matters is how it's affecting you. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like it's too much, then we got to talk about some boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that was a drum roll, by the way. So you got to set some boundaries with your friend. Hey, listen, you know, I love being in your wedding, but, um, you know, I really need time to take care of myself too. Is there someone else who can go with you? Um, you know, really having a one-on-one conversation with them. 
I think personally. What would you do? <laughs> Wait, I know exactly Wait, what, what you think say. I would do. I think you're going to say you would avoid it completely. <laughs> <laughs> Jen is so non-confrontational in her own life. I know. It's what would you so do? bad. No, uh, what would I do? Hey, and clients, while you're listening... Do as we say, not as we do. Not as we do. <laughs> let us, let us, for the record, say. Those who can't do, teach. <laughs> let us just say, we give a lot of advice that sometimes we don't take. We're trying. We just try. Like you. try our uh, best. But we are also human. And it is. We're sometimes, so, sometimes we're we so flawed. <laughs> we're flawed. We're so flawed. So sometimes we give advice and in our minds we're like, oh God, that I'm would be so really hard. hard. <laughs> So what would you do personally? So personally, I think I would probably put that conversation off for a really long time. And I would probably build resentment. Oh, okay. But I wouldn't express the resentment. I'd probably hold it in. And it would probably turn into anxiety for me. Because you're such, yeah. Because I internalize a lot of things. Right. And so like Jen and I, once again, to get back to the balance within our relationship, I'm an exploder and Jen's an imploder. Yes. Oh my God. That is another great quote. Can we write these down? (laughs) (laughs) You're crushing it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I would probably hold it in. When I hold resentment in, it turns into anxiety. And the good thing is I've recognized that and I started to realize what the reason is why I feel anxious. Mm-hmm. It's usually because I'm holding some sort of emotion in that I haven't expressed. So at that point, I would probably hold it in. It would turn into anxiety and then I would find a way to work through the anxiety. And hopefully, but I don't know if this is actually true, I would eventually have the conversation with the person. You would. You would eventually. You think but if Jen it was would bad be enough. would so nice about it. I would be nice about it. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Um, hey, okay. that's it for episode one. That was it. Hopefully hey. you enjoyed it. Thanks for being here, guys. Wait, should we talk about what we're going to talk about in our next episode? Oh my gosh. Okay, so next episode's about relationships. So both Jen and I are licensed marriage therapists. We can't wait to talk to you about what's happening in your romantic life. And we're going to go into dating. After that, we're going to talk about friendships and relationships dynamics there. And nothing is off limits for us. You want to talk about sex, drugs, rock and roll? <laughs> we're here for it. So, hey, shoot us a message at Shrink Chicks or WC Therapy Group. We will talk about it. What you want is what we do. We love you. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. <laughs>